If you wish to become a complete and wise leader, you must embrace a larger view of the force. Welcome, everyone. My name is Devor, and you are listening to a special bonus interlude episode of A Larger View of the Force, a Star Wars podcast. So I am recording this right after having recorded episode 15. If you have not yet listened to episode 15, I strongly suggest that you do so. Or don't. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. So if you just want to listen to this one first or just listen to this one and never listen to episode 15, do that. It's your life. Do as you please. But I announced at the end of that episode, if you have not listened to episode 15, that in honor of Valentine's Day and in conjunction with episode 15, I would be putting out a set of playlists of Taylor Swift music for specific couples in Star Wars. And so what I want to do in this bonus episode is sort of talk about those playlists and talk about the process of putting them together and about why I chose the songs that I did and such. I don't know... How many people will be interested in this? This will probably be the least listened to episode. Maybe nobody will care or just a handful of people will care, but that's okay. If you're listening to this, I am glad that you're listening to this. This is fairly extemporaneous. I usually have notes for the show. I do not have notes for this episode. I'm just really going to be talking to you about Star Wars and Taylor Swift. So make of that what you will. I hope you enjoy this. So I'm going to walk through these playlists kind of chronological by the respective couples. So what I want to say, actually, I should make a few notes about this, about these playlists. And probably I should have done this also in the bigger episode. Maybe I'll go edit back in or it won't be there. I don't know. But there's a couple of things to note about them. First off, each of them has the exact same number of songs. There are 13. Each playlist has at least one song from every Taylor Swift album. This is something that I set up for myself. Some of the playlists have several from particular albums, but each one has at least one song from one album. And also the songs are in a particular order. They are meant to tell a story as they are laid out in the playlist. So at least for a first listen, I would strongly suggest listening to it in the order in which is presented. And then afterwards, you can shuffle to your heart's desire. So let's start with... The chronological first, and that is Anakin and Padme. So for the Anakin and Padme playlist, I wanted to really capture the kind of tumult of their relationship, which is something that I talk about in the big episode in episode 15. And so I kind of picked songs that kind of depicted the ups and downs of their relationship. So I started off first with a song off of Speak Now, which is Enchanted, because Enchanted is a song about... Really, it's about Taylor writing about a crush, and so it's got that kind of sweet, sort of saccharine quality, and I thought it really fit well with, like, imagining the Phantom Menace and Anakin and Padme meeting for the first time. Like, I was enchanted to meet you. So I think it's it's got that kind of, like, kid love quality, so I thought it really sort of fit for them in that particular moment. I think it really captures the Phantom Menace very well. The playlist moves on then to... I Knew You Were Trouble off Red, which I kind of use to mark off their reunion in Attack of the Clones. And it's really a song that I kind of imagine from Padme's perspective. So some of these songs will I, I will come from particular perspectives, or I kind of imagine them in that way. And, you know, some of the songs will allude to specific moments and scenes in Star Wars, and some of them are just about kind of setting a certain sort of mood. And this one I definitely imagine I Knew You Were Trouble as coming from Padme's perspective, where, as I talked about in the big episode, she's initially resistant to them having any sort of relationship, but she gradually kind of starts falling for him. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Like, I think that's a great line to imagine, like, when he first shows up in the apartment in Coruscant and she sees him for the first time in 10 years. I think it's a great song in that way. And it's got a nice beat. It's, it's got this, like, dubstep to it. It's a great song. From there, it moves on into a more intimate setting with You're in Love off 1989. This is very much a kind of more romantic, more intimate type song. You can hear it in the silence. You can feel it on the way home. You can see it on the lights out. You are in love. 
they think it's a, it's a great song to kind of capture the two of them and their mutual feelings for one another and how they're kind of falling in love. And that kind of gets us all the way through Attack of the Clones and everything they experience there. And then to the end when they ultimately marry. And what better song to put there than the song of lover, Paper Rings. This is a great, like, upbeat, poppy, bubbly song. Very effervescent. It moves very quickly. And I think it's a great song to kind of symbolize their marriage. I like shiny things, but I'd marry you with paper rings. And it's got one of my favorite Taylor Swift-isms, which is her use of the word darling or darling, as she usually puts it. So it's a great song, I think, there to symbolize their marriage. So we've gotten them there to that high moment where they're now finally a couple. They've confessed their love. But now as we move into their actual relationship, and I talked about this in episode 15, it is a very rocky relationship filled with a lot of distrust and suspicion on Anakin's part. And, of course, the need to keep it secret from everybody. And so I wanted a song that kind of capture that really well. And this was a song that actually like hit me as a kind of moment of inspiration. I was watching the Clone Wars and I was watching the Clovis arc in season six. And I got to that moment where they're in Padme's apartment and Padme's talking about how this relationship isn't working and she's getting into how it's sort of become taxing for her. And I'm watching that and immediately the song Illicit Affairs of Folklore pops into my head. I immediately think of that song because that is a song about... That particular song is about infidelity, and that is a topic that Taylor has sung about in a couple different occasions. There's the song Sad, Beautiful, Tragic off Red. There is, there's a trio of songs of folklore that have to do with basically teenage infidelity. So that would be the, um, that's the, the um, I'm blanking, the, the, the Betty August um, Cardigan trio. So it's a topic that she's gotten into. There's also Ivy off Evermore that also deals with that subject. But I really love this song, Illicit Affairs, because in that song, she's really kind of talking about how this particular affair that she's singing about is sort of weighing down on her because she's got these lines where she says, you know, don't call me kid, don't call me baby. Look at this idiotic mess that you made me. Uh, you gave uh, you gave a secret language that I couldn't share with anyone else, something that affected, I don't remember the lyric exactly, but something like that. Um, maybe it's you spoke in a secret language I couldn't share with anyone else, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's just, it's this notion about how having this relationship that you need to keep secret from other people comes to be taxing and weigh you down. And I think that's something that Padme really captures in that arc in the Clone Wars about the cost of Anakin and Padme's secret marriage. And so I thought that was really good. So then moving into Revenge of the Sith, there's that moment when they are in her apartment and they're talking about the war. And Padme says to Anakin, hold me like you did by the lake on Naboo so long ago when there was nothing but our love. And that is another moment where like, the, the song to the moment hit perfectly, and I had to put the song The Lakes off Folklore because that is a song that is Taylor singing about. It's sort of her imagining a kind of retirement to England, to this particular spot where various poets went to to did work. So she sings, you know, take me to the lakes where the poets used to die. I don't belong, but my beloved, neither do you. And so, again, that's another topic that she's gone into about this, the, the fantasy of kind of escaping. There's a song on Red called, um, I'm blanking, The Lucky One, which is a sort of third-person perspective song about somebody who achieves fame and then kind of walks away from it all. And The Lakes is sort of about that, too. It's sort of her imagining giving up her career as a musician and sort of going off into the countryside. And again, it sort of captures Padme's spirit in that moment where she's kind of exhausted by the strains of war and she just wants her and Anakin to go away to the lakes of Naboo and just kind of live out their marriage and their family there. So I thought The Lakes is a great song to kind of capture that beginning part of Revenge of the Sith. And then as we know, in Revenge of the Sith, Anakin ultimately is motivated by his love, his possessive love for Padme to turn to the dark side and commits various sorts of atrocities in the name of keeping Padme alive. And so I thought a song to capture that moment would be Look What You Made Me Do off of Reputation, because that is all a song about, it's, it's about Taylor singing about how someone else and someone else's actions have motivated her to act in a particular way. And so that's a song that I kind of imagined from Anakin's perspective. Anakin basically telling Padme, look what you made me do. Like, look at all the stuff that I did in order to save you and protect you and to keep my nightmares from becoming real. So I thought that was a great song. And... 
Then going in from into there, I took a song off of her first album, Taylor Swift, which is the song Should Have Said No, which is actually a song. It's, a, it's, it's another song about cheating and infidelity. It's a, it's a song basically where she's singing about how someone should have said no to like having an affair with someone. But I, I thought it would really work in the context of Padme learning about what Anakin has done and basically saying, like, you should have said no. Because the song says something like, you should have said no, you, uh, you should have gone home, you should have thought twice before you let it all go. And so I, I could imagine, like, Padme saying that to Anakin when they meet up on Mustafar and she's found out that he's killed the younglings. Like, you should have said no. Like, you shouldn't have gone along to the dark side and committed all these terrible acts for me. And... We know what happens with Padme. Anakin force chokes her, and then she ultimately dies in childbirth. And I wanted a song to kind of capture her state at the end of her life as she's, quote-unquote, losing the will to live, which I touched on in episode 15 about why that's dumb. But again, I won't go into that here. And... The song that I picked for that to kind of symbolize the the end of Padme and the, the end of their marriage is a very dark song from Folklore, which is the closing song of Folklore, which is Hoax. Now, what's interesting in terms of like structurally how Taylor's albums usually unfold is that the final song on the album tends to be kind of optimistic and forward-looking. So you get like at the end of Red, there's Begin Again. At the end of 1989, there's Clean. At the end of Lover, there's Daylight. At the end of Evermore, there's Evermore. Um, at the end of Speak Now, there's Change. Um, or sorry, it's at the end of Fearless is Change. At the end of Speak Now is Long Live. But you get my point. It's, it's, it's all these songs that are kind of whatever is like in the actual album itself at the end of reputation is new year's day that's the one i forgot but anyway sorry i'm i don't have notes so i'm just bouncing everywhere but basically the idea is that each of the kind of ending songs tends to be sort of forward-looking and hopeful and optimistic that is not the case with hoax though hoax is this very dark song in which she's singing about this love that turns out to be a lie but it is still a love that she can't give up so there's a really kind of heartbreaking moment where she says don't want no other shade of blue but you no other sadness in the world would do so that i thought that i could have pictured a picture had me kind of dying in her last moments there and like what's become of her love for anakin how it has been revealed to be this kind of folks even though she does ultimately have faith that there's still good in him but that in some ways the love has been seen to be a lie because he did he force choked her so like that's kind of a deal breaker Right. So then the the rest of the kind of final songs on the Anakin Padme playlist are really actually from the perspective of Anakin slash Vader kind of reminiscing about Padme and about regretting what he did, because that's something that we've seen in a lot of the extra canon material with Vader is that he harbors this great deal of regret for losing Padme and he's really angry and upset with himself about it. So I put a, like I put several songs that I think really fit in there really well. So the first that I have after Hoax is Haunted off of Speak Now. Then from there it goes into Back to December, which is a classic Taylor Swift apology song. It's her greatest apology song today. There have been other ones, some that I actually talk about in other playlists. But Back to December is, I think, the kind of crowning achievement in that way where she's kind of singing about this love that she let go and she says, you know, I go back to December all the time. And so I think I, I sort of imagine their Vader kind of reminiscing about his time with Padme and kind of going back to those moments in his head and thinking about them with regret. And then the kind of last song in that sort of in that kind of Vader regret trio is off of Evermore, and that is the song Marjorie. Now, this is a song actually about I think it's about Taylor singing about her grandmother, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. But there's just great lines that I think work in there if you think about it, about Vader thinking about Padme because she sings in there, what died didn't stay dead, you're alive in my head. And so you can imagine like Padme being alive in Vader's head. And then ultimately, I wanted to close out the playlist. I wanted something that was going to be like a redemption song that was going to be a kind of epilogue to Anakin ultimately turning back to the light. And so I went with the song Change off of Fearless. I thought that was a great way to kind of cap off because she sings there about people changing, about 
about sort of metaphorical revolutions that I think works in the context of the literal revolution that happens in the original trilogy. So that I thought was a great Anakin coming back to the light song to kind of cap it off. So that is the Anakin and Padme list. Now moving on to the second playlist in chronological order, which would be Obi-Wan and Satine. This was actually the last playlist I put together. It was not in the original like set of playlists, but then I kind of challenged myself that I wanted to put together one more and I wanted to see if I could do it. And I think it's a pretty good playlist. I really like it, even though my options for songs are limited because I used a bunch in the other playlists. So one of the things that I wanted to do with the Obi-Wan and Satine playlist is that whereas the Anakin Padme playlist is very hot. It's very tumultuous because that's how their relationship was. For the Obi-Wan and Satine playlist, the overall emotion that I wanted was cool. It needed to, to go back to what I talked about in episode 15 about the distinction between the neurotic love of Anakin and Padme versus the mature love of Obi-Wan and Satine. I wanted something that had that, that had that kind of mature love quality to it. And so I wanted to find those songs that didn't have the kind of rocky up and downs that you have in the Anakin and Padme, but were more kind of sultrier. So in that spirit, for the opening song, basically for Obi-Wan and Satine meeting for the first time, I immediately thought of one of the more sultrier songs that Taylor has, and that is Delicate off of Reputation, arguably the best song on that album. It's a very, very silky uh, song, and I think it starts perfectly. Like, dive bar on the east side, where you at? Phone lights up the nightstand in the black. Come, yeah, you can meet me in the back. It's very, very silky. It's a very good song. It describes two people kind of meeting each other and kind of early kind of flirtation, but more in a kind of adult way as opposed to like something like Enchanted. So I think it's a great song to kind of kick off Obi-Wan and Satine's relationship. And then from there, I did want to like put something that was more kind of a little bit more like poppy and saccharine. So I went with Love Story off Fearless. I thought that was a great song where Taylor uses the kind of Romeo and Juliet metaphor for talking about a particular love. And so I thought that was a great way to talk about like the teenage Obi-Wan and the teenage Satine and them kind of steadily developing feelings for each other after that kind of initial meetup that's described in Delicate. And... From there, it goes in. We go into the song "Ours," which is off "Speak Now," and "Ours" is really a song about a love that other people judge. But she's basically singing about how, like, she and her partner should sort of ignore all that. So, like, don't you worry, your pretty little mind. People throw rocks at things that shine. I thought that was a, that, that was something great to think about in the context of like. Obi-Wan and Satine having this relationship that they really shouldn't have. It's a love that's kind of not sanctioned by the Jedi, but it's them basically being like, just ignore all that and just kind of accept this love and embrace it. This love is ours. So then from there, that kind of, there's that same sort of theme that goes into the next song, which is off Lover, which is False God. Again, the, continuing with the kind of sultry motif, this is a very kind of sultry, sexy song. There's like a lone saxophone playing. It's talking about this love that is maybe somewhat forbidden because she sings about, um, what does she say? What does she say? Um, we, we just might get away with this. Uh, your religions and your lips, even if it's a false god. So it's about this. It's about this love. That's like, is it real? Is it not? Like, is it good? But it's still there's still a kind of spark and connection between between two people. So I really like that kind of quality. Again, I think it it fits with the overall mood of the playlist itself that I'm trying to convey. Then we there go into basically transitioning away from the development of their relationship and their love for one another to eventually the two of them going their own separate ways. And so with that, I thought that the first good song that would kind of embody that is Stay Beautiful off of the first Taylor Swift album, which is really about her basically singing about a lover who has gone away and basically being like, I hope you come back, but if you don't, stay beautiful. So I can imagine that as a kind of farewell song between the two of them, where they're kind of pining, maybe they'll get to see each other and be together again. But if they're not, continue on their own separate ways. And then paired up with that, I thought a great song that kind of naturally flowed into that would be off of Folklore, and that is August. Because August is all about a reminiscence about, in this case, it was a, about a kind of affair because she's singing about these two teenagers who had this kind of summer fling. But again, I think it sort of 
fits very well with them. And I actually have to credit, um, I got to credit Candace off uh, from Geeky Waffle for this song ending up on this playlist. Cause I think she posted the song in the context of Obi-Wan and Satine on Twitter. And I saw that and I was like, that is a great Obi-Wan and Satine song. So that should go in the playlist. So all credit goes to her for thinking about that first. And then I stole the idea. But yeah, I think August is a great song because, you know, she sings on there. August slipped away like a moment in time. Cause you were never mine. So I, it, it's a great song about reminiscing about a kind of fling and about a romance that lasted for a short time, but has now kind of gone away and now you're looking back on it wistfully. So I think a great song to kind of close that chapter out of their story. Then from August, we get into, it's funny enough, I mentioned how this was the last playlist that I put together. No other playlist had I put this song on. So Within the kind of Taylor Swift fandom, there is a kind of folklore about the track five. The fifth track on any Taylor Swift album tends to be her most emotionally powerful and evocative song off that album. And arguably the greatest track five in all of the Taylor Swift discography comes off of Red, and that is the song All Too Well. No other playlist before this had the honor of getting all too well. For one reason or another, it just didn't seem to fit with any of the other songs. But when I got to putting together the Obi-Wan Satine playlist, I was like, this is it. This is the one that's going to get all too well. It is an absolutely emotional punching bag of a song. It has maybe my favorite verse that Taylor has ever written in any song. It comes at the very end where she sings... Now you call me up again just to break me like a promise so casually cruel in the name of being honest. I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here because I remember it all too well. Absolutely gutting. It's a song about remembering a lost love. It's filled with reminiscing. A fantastic song, and I think it fits absolutely perfectly in this context of Satine and Obi-Wan. I think it works really well. From there we go into... I think what is the most Obatine song Taylor Swift has ever written. I heard this song and I was like, this just has such like Obatine energy. And that is Gold Rush off of Evermore. This song, I think, really kind of captures the mood or the aura that I think their relationship gives off. Because it's really a song about her singing about not wanting to be in a kind of competition or trying to chase after this man that like all these other women want. And you can sort of imagine Obi-Wan as being this very kind of desirable man. And there's like little lines in that make me think of like Obi-Wan and Satine. So there's at one point Taylor sings, at dinner parties, I call you out on your contrarian shit, which is like something totally that you could imagine Satine doing to Obi-Wan. So yeah, I thought it was a great song to put in there as a kind of interim song in between their first times together on Mandalore and then ultimately their reunion. And from there, I actually go into the reunion itself. And I wanted a good reunion song to mark that. And I thought a really good one would be the opening song of uh, Folklore, which is The One. I think it starts in a really great way. The opening line is, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. Which again, another thing you can imagine Satine saying to Obi-Wan. I think it's a very Satine line. But it's again, it's about this song that's about thinking about a love that could have been and might have been and what would have been. We were something, don't you think so? Roaring 20s, tossing pennies in the pool. And if my wishes came true, it would have been you. Like that is that is a song about like what might have been between the two of them if they weren't on these separate paths that made it so they couldn't be together. So I think the one is a it's it's a great song to kind of mark their reunion in the Clone Wars. From there, we go into I Wish You Would off 1989. And I th- this, this song made me think of that Obi-Wan line where he says, if you had said the word, I would have left the Jedi Order. Because it's, it's her singing about wanting someone to come back. I wish you would come back. Wish I'd never hung up the phone like I did. Uh, wish you knew that. I never forget you for as long as I live. Wish you would come back right here, right now. It's all good. So it's that like the the desire to have someone back to want them to return into your life. I think that's a good song to sort of imagining them back together and having that old flame rekindled and wanting to have what they had at one particular point in their lives. From there, we go into King of My Heart from 
reputation, which I think is, it, it's, a, it's a great moment to just to kind of, it's a kind of like celebratory song. Like, you are the one that I've been waiting for, King of My Heart, Body, and Soul. That's the full kind of refrain in the middle. So I thought that was a great song to kind of encapsulate their feelings for one another. But as we know, Satine is tragically murdered at the end of the Clone Wars by Maul, and she dies in Obi-Wan's arms, just as Qui-Gon dies in Obi-Wan's arms, and Maul dies in Obi-Wan's arms. And so I wanted to have kind of a concluding song in that regard. And I thought a great kind of look back song, a kind of summary song would be the song Sad, Beautiful, Tragic off of Red, because in there she sings, We Had a Sad, Beautiful, Tragic Love Affair. So I think that, that that's a great closing out song in that respect, because it's very somber, and I think it sort of fits the death of Satine, and I wanted a song that kind of marks that. And then, much like I did with Change in the Anakin Padme list, I wanted to have an epilogue song. And this is one of those songs that lyrically content wise like i didn't find much that actually like resonated with anything that happened in the shows but i just listened to it and i was like it was i was getting those vibes and i was like it should be on here and that is the song beautiful ghosts from the cats album cats was not a very good movie i did actually go see it in theaters it's bad taylor was actually pretty good in cats and this is an original song that she wrote with andrew lloyd weber for the movie and something about it it's like it's got that kind of big bombastic musical quality song but then it's also very intimate and small and i thought it was just a great way to kind of close out almost a kind of epilogue as i said to their relationship so yeah that's that's the obi-wan sateen playlist then moving in chronologically we get to we next get to the rebels romance we get to kanan and hera who I did not talk about at all in episode 15. Maybe I should have, but I couldn't find a good place to put them in. In any case, I'm talking about them here now. For Kanan and Hera's relationship, I wanted to have a playlist that kind of captured their romance unfolding in the context of this larger struggle that they were involved in, in their participation in the rebellion. And fortunately, there were a bunch of songs that I thought fit really, really well in that spirit. So the opening song, basically the the meeting song that I went with is the song A Place in This World off of Taylor Swift's first album, because it's her really singing about, she says, I'm just a girl trying to find a place in this world. And so I could have imagined this as a song that could apply equally to Kanan and Hera, because there are these two people who are kind of outcasts and castaways in that Hera is kind of estranged from her family because she's not She's focused on the rebellion, not just what's happening on Ryloth. Kanan is, of course, a Jedi, so he's kind of living undercover. So both of them are kind of trying to find their place in the galaxy. And then in so doing, they cross paths and then find a place in each other. So I thought that was a great kind of introductory song to their relationship. And then from there, it's a bunch of songs that, again, sort of fit in the context of their love growing and blossoming with the rebellion happening in the background. So I've got Treacherous, which is off red, which is really about like, it's a song about a love that is kind of somewhat perilous on kind of rocky foundations as their love was very much. Then we go into Eyes Open, which is the song, which is one of the songs that she did for uh, the Hunger Games. So I thought that was a great song for this particular context. And then kind of paired up with all those is the song I Know Places off 1989, which is really about, it's a song that kind of evokes people who are getting chased and they're trying to look for a safe haven because she sings, baby, I know uh, places we won't be found and they'll they'll be chasing their tails trying to hunt us down. So again, you could sort of imagine Kane and Hera on the ghost trying to get away from the empire and it sort of evokes that and I think it fits really, really well. And... From there, I wanted, as I did with the others, I wanted some sort of celebratory song. I wanted some version of Paper Rings or some version of Love Story. And I went with mine off Speak Now, which is very much about where she's singing, you are the best thing that's ever been mine. So that is, I thought that was a really great fit just to kind of mark their romance. And then, then we get to Jedi Knight. And 
For Jedi Knight, I realized I needed two songs for Jedi Knight because I needed songs that would match what the episode does in Rebels. Because the episode goes from this high, it goes from Hera finally telling Kanan that she loves him to an immediate low, which is which is Kanan sacrificing himself in order to allow the others to escape the fuel depot. So really, I needed two songs that captured this, that had those contrary moves, where you have this kind of abrupt shift. So for the first part of that, I went with what I would consider to be Taylor's best love song that she has ever written, and that is Lover Off Lover. It is, it's big, it's triumphant, it is... It's every like skill that she has, every kind of ability to evoke and paint a picture poured into a single song. So I thought it was like an absolutely perfect moment for capturing them kind of confessing their love finally for one another. But then again, we needed that that rapid shift in mood. So I needed the opposite of lover. What 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 is the opposite of that tonically, lyrically, sonically? And for that, I went with Epiphany off of Folklore. This is a song that Taylor wrote about one of her grandfather's experiences in fighting, I think, in World War II. And she sort of talks about how her grandfather refused to talk about his experiences or anything related to the war because it had been very traumatic. And so she was inspired to write a song about the kind of traumas of war and what that does to people. And so that song became Epiphany. And so I thought Epiphany fits really, really well as a kind of for the end of Jedi Knight and to capture Kanan's sacrifice. From there, the playlist really becomes kind of Hera-centric. It's about Hera kind of processing her grief and the loss of Kanan. And what I wanted to do here is actually to put a bunch of songs together that differed sonically. Like, I didn't want it to be entirely somber because I don't think the grieving process is always entirely somber. I think there are moments where you grieve, but there is a kind of joyful grieving in the sense of like, you're thinking back to the good times you had and to wishing that the person were still there. And that can manifest as a kind of joy. But then there are, of course, those low moments in which you are brought down by the grief, by the loss. And so I wanted to capture both of those aspects in the song choices. So I started first with Breathe, which is a song that, which is a duet that Taylor does with Colby Calais off of Fearless, that I think really works really well because she's talking about like how she can't breathe without having the other person there with her. And from there it goes into If This Were a Movie, which is off of Speak Now, where she sings, If This Were a Movie, You'd Be Here Right Now. It's again sort of the, the kind of like daydream fantasizing, basically saying like, if if this were a movie, if the if this were a fantasy, you would be here with me. Like that would be the kind of fairy tale ending, but that's not what the reality is. So it's that kind of reminiscing, that longing for the person to be back. And then as the kind of final part of that kind of more that that kind of more joyous part of mourning, if you will, I put in Holy Ground, which is it, it was a song that like I struggled putting into the playlist because I was listening to it and I was like, this is a Kanan and Hera song. Like it's just it fits so well. It's just it's got that vibe. It's evocative in that way. But I was trying to figure out exactly where to put it, and I finally kind of found a place to put it. I was like, is this the right place? And ultimately I kind of convinced myself that it is in the right place in the playlist. Because this is, again, another song where Taylor's kind of singing about, kind of reminiscing about a love and about, like, all the places that she'd been with that particular person. And she says, you know, right there where we stood was holy ground. And so I thought it would be a good one for Kanan and Hera. But then from there, we kind of shift away from a more kind of upbeat, joyous mood into something a little bit soberer and somberer. So we first get the song Last Kiss off of Speak Now, where she sings, I never thought we'd have a last kiss, never imagined we'd end like this. So your name forever the name on my lips. So I think I think that I think that just works perfectly for Hera mourning Kanan's loss and wishing he were still there and not imagining. Because she has that moment after after his death where she talks about how she wished 
she had told him sooner that she loved him. And so I can imagine that like when she kissed them there, like she didn't imagine that like they were going to have a last kiss there. So I thought it really works as a song in that way. And then we go into the closing track of the album Evermore, which is Evermore, which is a duet that she does with Bonnie Vare. And Evermore, I think, is a really interesting song because it's a bit of a, like a transitory song because it starts in this, it starts with Taylor kind of singing in this very dark place where she said, where she sings, I have a feeling so peculiar that this pain would be forevermore. And so, so we find her in this very low spot, but then the song kind of moves in a different direction over the course of it. And there's even a moment where there's an abrupt chord shift kind of midway through the song. And that's where Bonnie Vare's part comes in. And I was even imagining in my head that it was like, I had this scene of like Hera by herself kind of thinking about and mourning Canaan and then like her hearing Canaan talking to her through the force and like that that was like like bon Iver kind of coming in at that abrupt moment in the song was Kanan speaking to her before the chord shift goes back and we go back to Taylor's part and as I mentioned the song kind of ends on a higher note at which it begins because she sings a similar but tweaked version of the refrain where she sings I had a feeling so peculiar that this pain wouldn't be forevermore so we start in this place of mourning where she's thinking, I'm going to be feeling this loss and this grief forever and to the point of the end of the song where she's like, oh, maybe I will, maybe I can let go of this. Like, maybe I can not quite move on exactly, but that there is still happiness out there to be had. And so I thought that was a, a nice smooth landing, a nice kind of smooth transition into the epilogue song for the Canon Hair playlist, which is the closing song off of Reputation, and that is New Year's Day. Hold on to the memories they will hold on to you, and I will hold on to you. I think that is, it, it's such a, it, it, it's a very, for, for Reputation, is a very big bombastic album, and this is a very, very small song. It's basically just her on a piano singing about a new year's party and i think it's just like that particular lyric that i just quoted about hold on to the memories they will hold on to you i think is a perfect way of to mark hera kind of holding on to the memories of her and kanan and the ghost crew and everybody and all the good times that they had together and i thought that was a perfect way to kind of cap off the the kanan and hera playlist all right now we're in original trilogy territory, so now we talk about Han and Leia. The Han and Leia playlist was actually kind of hard for me to put together. It was the one that I was, like, least confident about. I kind of subsequently, like, convinced myself that it's a good playlist, but I had a tough time with it. It may be in part because I don't really, like, super connect to the Han and Leia relationship. I don't know. Maybe that's why it was hard. But nevertheless, I did it. And let's talk about it. So the first song that I put in, the kind of opening song is probably my favorite opening song of any Taylor Swift album, and that is State of Grace off Red. And it's this big kind of alt-indie rock song. It's a kind of, for that particular album, it's a kind of mark that like this is going to be a different kind of album, which it very much is a very kind of sonically experimental album. And the reason that I kind of thought this would be a good one for Han and Leia is because she has a particular lyric where she sings... Um, well, she says, like, this is a state of grace. This is a world, a worthwhile fight. And then she says, um, I'm blanking on it now. What is the lyric? Oh, and I never saw you coming and I'll never be the same. And so I think I, I thought that really captured well, like Han and Leia kind of crossing paths in this way that they wouldn't imagine Han coming to rescue the princess. And like, she never saw him coming. He never saw her coming, but they will never be the same after that. So I thought it was a good opening song for the two of them. Then we get into Getaway Car off of Reputation. And it's like, what is the Millennium Falcon but a getaway car? Like, this is, again, this is something that Taylor does really well, which is, like, painting these pictures and these stories and, like, taking these love stories and then putting them in these scenarios. And in this case, it's this kind of Bonnie and Clyde robbers slash lovers who are running away from the law and so that's what she's kind of singing about with the metaphor of the getaway car we were driving in a getaway car uh we were flying but we never got far and so i thought about like han and Leia on the millennium falcon going through the asteroid field trying to escape darth vader from hoth i thought it just fit really really well and then to capture like their growing romance it is as i talked about in the body of episode 15 there it's very tumultuous and conflict ridden but there is a love there 
I thought a great song, a, a perfectly fitting song for the two of them would be the song Cowboy Like Me off of Evermore. Because in there, Taylor sings, you're a cowboy like me. And so it's like, that's Han and Leia. Like, Han is the space cowboy in Star Wars. And Leia is, in certain ways, her own kind of cowboy. Like, she is this kind of independent, rebellious figure. So I thought it kind of fit really well to capture that, despite all of the arguments that they have and disagreements that they have with one another, there is a kind of core way in which they are similar. So going into there, for sticking with, like, the imagery of the Empire Strikes Back and the asteroid chase and the blossoming love. I needed something for the confession. I needed something for the carbon freezing chamber. And it needed to be it needed to be another small, intimate song. It couldn't be big and bombastic. Like it needed something that captured the kind of terror of that moment and the fear. And I thought a great song for that would be would be another pull from the Hunger Games soundtrack, and that is Safe and Sound. It is a duet that Taylor did with the Civil Wars, another favorite group of mine, which evokes a lot of the imagery about like two people who are in danger and they are protecting each other. You and I will be safe and sound. So I thought it. I, I, I thought I thought it worked to capture that moment where the two of them are separated and they're in danger, but there's also like an attempt to reassure that everything is going to be all right. Then, again, we needed to get to that point where we get the the, the kind of more celebratory songs, where basically the more triumphant songs to kind of mark their actual love and achieving it. So there, I went with two songs that I thought fit really well. So the first one is our song off of her first debut album, which is basically, it's a song about teenage love and about like two people kind of sneaking out in, in order to get and be together. But I think it still really works well in the context of Han and Leia. And then I think the song that really fits is The Way I Loved You, because this is a song where Taylor is singing about someone that she's currently with and that person is like perfect and upstanding in all sorts of ways, but she misses this prior romance that she had that was much more tumultuous so she sings like i miss um kissing and fighting and screaming in the rain it's 2 a.m and i'm cursing your name like so i like that i just you picture han and leia you, like, you picture them fighting in that hallway on hoth so i think it works really well for them and then as we talked about in episode 15 the two of them while still being married while still being in love kind of do end up going their own separate ways they're doing their own things and then ultimately Ben's turn of the dark side becomes this wedge that causes them to become kind of effectively estranged. And so I needed songs that kind of capture their estrangement and their their desires to be together, but then through one circumstance or another not being able to. So for that, I pulled All You Had to Do Was Stay off 1989. I went with Right Where You Left Me, which is a bonus track off of Evermore, which is her singing about someone who's left. And she's basically saying, I'm right where you left me. I basically like stayed in place, like waiting for you to come back. So I thought those two songs really kind of pair together because they're both about songs about wanting someone to return and about someone wanting to stick around and feeling kind of stuck and alone and needing and wanting that other person. And then from there, we go into The Archer, which is off Lover. And The Archer is one of these very kind of lyrically complex songs that Taylor writes because it is, in a certain way, like, it's a kind of, like, self-criticism. It's just kind of putting herself under the microscope. So she's saying, you know, I've been the archer, I've been the prey, who could ever leave me, darling, but who could stay? And she sings at one point, you know, all the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put me together again. So it's this very kind of somber, reflective, introspective song. And I think I thought it I, I, I thought this was a, a good place to put it because you could imagine both Han and Leia kind of imagine like thinking to themselves, who could ever leave me, but who could stay? And from there, it goes into this love from 1989, which I think is a good kind of almost kind of summary song for Han and Leia's relationship where she sings, this love is good, this love is bad. So talking about like love in all of its different facets. And I think you see that for Han and Leia where like their love very much had positive as aspects, but it also had negative aspects, parts of it that weren't that great. And I think this is a song that really captures all of those dimensions of love. And I thought it was a great way to kind of a kind of look back song at the whole like arc of Han and Leia's relationship and everything that they go through in the original trilogy leading up into the sequel trilogy. 
And now sort of like now the the playlist kind of starts moving into that sequel trilogy territory. And I found these I think these two songs that kind of work really well together with one another. The first of these is Afterglow from Lover, which is like Back to December is one of her apology songs, although Back to December is, I think, the superior song where she's singing about like she sings, hey, it's on me. I'm the one who burned us down. Meet me in the afterglow. So it's this kind of apology song where she's basically saying to someone like, I'm the one who kind of screwed up. I'm the one who's responsible for our relationship falling apart. Like, come back to me. Meet me in the afterglow. So it's this, this kind of apology to a lover. And I think that pairs really well with the song This Is Me Trying off Folklore. This is a song that Taylor has talked about it as being a kind of metaphor for substance addiction and substance abuse, where she talks about, like, it's a song where somebody is, like, on the road to recovery, but, like, they're struggling, and she's kind of using that metaphor as a kind of metaphor for love. There's a great stanza or verse in there where she sings, They told me all of my cages were mental, so I got wasted like all my potential. And in some ways, like, I was thinking about This Is Me Trying, like, I thought of a, I thought of it as, like, a Han song. Like, I thought about, like, Han and The Force Awakens being, like, like basically saying to Leia, like, this is me trying. Like, I'm trying to reach out to our son, but it's not working, and I'm doing my best, but I'm not succeeding. And so I thought it was a great way to kind of capture their, them kind of coming back together and them trying to negotiate some sort of reunion or reconnection despite all of the kind of baggage that they are bringing to the table with Ben and such. And then closes out with the epilogue song. And for for that, for Han and Leia, I went with um, Long Live. I think Long Live is, it's a great song. It's a kind of celebratory song where she says, you know, long live the walls we crashed through. I had my, I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. It's not a strictly romantic song, but I think it works in this context of, I, I think it works in a romantic context. I think it works in this particular case where it's this sort of, again, it's this kind of look back and reminiscence about everything that Han and Leia had gone through. So I think that's a good kind of post-script song for the two of them. So I guess if we're sticking with, I think if we're sticking in chronological order, we then get to Thane and Sienna from Lost Stars. I had to do a Thane and Sienna playlist. I love them too much. This is probably my favorite playlist, but again, Thane and Sienna are my favorite couple. So, so let's talk about this one. So one of the things that Taylor does not get enough credit for in terms of her songwriting is, yes, she's really good about writing love songs and about romance, but she's also a very good chronicler of friendship, and she has a number of friendship songs peppered all throughout her discography. So I've talked about, I talked about Long Live, which I mentioned like isn't really a romance song. It's more a song about a friendship. Um, she's got uh, 15 off of Fearless, which is like, it's like one part a romance song and one part a friendship song because it's about her singing about her and her best friend Abigail. And I thought for Thane and Sienna, because they have the start in friendship, that it would be a good idea to start with two of her friendship songs. So I begin with the song Seven off of Folklore, which I think really captures their childhoods on Jolution really, really well because it sort of captures one of the friends having like a difficult family dynamic, which is you see in Lost Stars, and them kind of fantasizing about going away because like they have those flying lessons and such because she sings at one point, um, and I've been meaning to tell you I think your house is haunted, your dad is always mad, and I must be why, but you should come and live with me and we can be pirates and you won't have to cry. And so I think it, re- I, I think it kind of fits with really well what we see in the kind of opening chapters of Lost Stars with how Thane and Sienna kind of meet. Because they are these kind of two children who are a little bit of outcasts and they kind of cross each other's paths. And like, that's what this song is really talking about. It's about these two friends who meet when they're children and then them kind of dreaming about going away. And then the second friendship song that I kind of pair with that with is Off of Lover, which is It's Nice to Have a Friend. This is a very, it's got these like kind of steel drums. It's a very kind of unique sounding song, but it's all about like these two people who have become friends and they are, they're, 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 they're sort of lonely 
beforehand and then they kind of come together and they have like they kind of create their own little world and yeah the lyric is it's nice to have a friend so it's it's about like finding someone when you needed them at a particular moment i think it works for that kind of early stage of thane and cyana's relationship in lost stars then as we know at least for those of you who've read lost stars and if you have not read lost stars go read lost stars as they get older and as they are in the Imperial Academy on Coruscant, their feelings for another start to kind of migrate away from friendship and towards more romantic feelings. And there is one particular moment early on in Lost Stars where that happens where they are at a, I forget exactly, it's like a ball or a party. And Thane and Sane had been kind of on rocky terms, but they kind of come back together. And something that is commented on in this moment is how Sienna is dressed for this ball. She's wearing this very beautiful gown. And so I thought like the perfect song for this moment to capture like when the two of them are kind of transitioning away from just being friends to being something more is the song Dress off of Reputation, which is easily Taylor's most sexy song. Like there's like, it's, it's dripping with like sex appeal because she sings, um, what's the lyric? Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on it. Um, Say my name and everything just stops. I don't want you like a best friend. I only bought this dress so you could take it off. Like, it's just, oh, it's like, it, it's got that feeling of like wanting somebody and wanting them for more than just as a friend. So I thought it worked really well at that particular moment in the story to drop in this song. And from there, we go into the song Everything Has Changed off Red, which is her duet with Ed Sheeran. And again, is that like kind of like marking point where Thane and Cyana kind of go from just being friends into actually being lovers. So I think that 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 works as a good kind of demarcating song in that regard. But as we know, for those of us who have read the book, that as Thane becomes disillusioned with the Empire and ultimately leaves... His decision to join the rebellion kind of throws a wedge into their relationship. So what better song to mark that than the song Bad Blood off 1989? Because baby, we got bad blood. It used to be mad love. Like the perfect song about a relationship that was once very strong, but now has become soured through circumstance. And she's really singing about like, her being shocked and surprised that this particular person would betray her in this way. So like you can, you can, this is a song you can see from Sienna's perspective, thinking about Thane joining the rebellion and sort of continuing on that theme. I think like the next, the next couple of songs all sort of like deal with this issue about like them being in the situation where they're on either sides of this conflict, there's still feelings there, but then there's also like tension between the two of them. And we see that multiple points in the novel. So there we, from there we go into the song The Story of Us, which is again this kind of like reminiscing song where Taylor is singing about what could have been in a particular relationship. Like it could have had this kind of happy ending, but ultimately it did not. So, you know, she sings, um, what is the lyric? Um, the, 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 end, the end of the stanza is The Story of Us looks a lot like a tragedy now. Um, I'm blanking on the rest of it, but yeah, that's the gist of the song. Related to that is probably my favorite, like, deep cut off of Reputation, and that is the song Dancing With Our Hands Tied. It's this great, like, 80s synth-pop song, and it's about this relationship that is kind of on the rocks and is always kind of in this condition about, like, just about to fall apart, but it, the, the two lovers are kind of just hanging on precariously, and so I thought that really captures Thane and Sienna's dynamic really, really well. As the, the next song, which is I'm Only Me When I'm With You off of, off of Taylor's debut album, Taylor Swift, which is her singing about how she only kind of feels complete when she's in the presence of someone else. And I think that's, that you see um, with both Thane and Sienna, where despite their competing allegiances and loyalties, they don't feel complete without the other person being there. And so that's the that's the kind of force that is drawing them together despite all of the circumstances pulling them apart. And from there we get into the song, You're Not Sorry, which is off Fearless. And I thought about this. I thought this really works because there's, I, there's one particular moment where like Thane and Sienna have a confrontation and like she basically like asks Thane, whether he like regrets joining up with the rebellion or whether he's any second thoughts and he's basically like no i'm totally like f- 
fine and comfortable with my decision. And so I think that really works well. Like this thing has like broken them apart, like their allegiances, but like Thane is not sorry about that because ultimately like he believes in the rebellion and he thinks that the empire is evil and needs to be destroyed. So again, that's a great like Sienna perspective song. As is the next song. This is one of those songs that, like, again, it kind of hit me. I listened to the song, like, twice, and it was, like, immediately hit me, like, this is a Thane and Sienna song, and that is Tis the Damn Season off Evermore, because this is a song about a romance that is kind of briefly rekindled when Taylor revisits her childhood home. Because she sings, we can call it even, you can call me babe for the weekend, tis the damn season, write this down. I'm staying at my parents' house and the road not taken looks real good now. And it's like, that is about their reunion on Jolution when she goes back for her mother's trial and she's back at her parent home and Thane shows up and they like briefly get together just for like that weekend. You can call me babe for the weekend. And ultimately they go their own separate ways after that. But I thought like that captured perfectly that particular moment in the story. And so as soon as I heard this song, like only a couple times, like that's the Thane and Sienna song. It's got to go in the playlist. And after that, we get into the later part of the playlist and the later part of their story. So we go into the last time, which is off red, which is a duet that Taylor does with Gary Lightbody, where she sings like, this is the last time I'm asking you this, put my name on the top of your list. This is the last time I'm asking you why you break my heart in the blink of an eye. And I imagine this like basically post is the damn season, like post them getting back together on Jolution and then about like about to go away and basically saying like, this is the last time I'm giving you a chance to like actually be together before we just go apart forever. I thought it really kind of captured that sort of aftermath of their reunion on Jolution. And there, the second to last song, which is the song I Almost Do off of Red, is this is a song about like wanting to move on and like want, like wanting to, like having that impulse to reach back out to a person and then like always being kind of on the precipice of doing so, but then never fully doing it. But like, and again, like it gets back to Thane and Sienna where they both recognize that like circumstances mean they really can't be together, but they also like can't not be together. And so I think that song kind of captures that motif of their dynamic really, really well. And then the last song, I wanted a song that captured that last moment at the very end of the book when they are back together after Sienna has been arrested and so I went with the closing song of Cardigan in particular because of this last set of stanzas that Taylor sings towards the end where she says, and I knew you'd linger like a tattooed kiss. I knew you'd haunt all of my what ifs. The smell of smoke would hang around this long because I knew everything when I was young. I knew I'd curse you for the longest time chasing chasing shadows in the grocery line. I knew you'd miss me once the thrill expired and you'd be standing on my front under my front porch light and I knew you'd come back to me. And it's like that is... Thane coming back for Sienna in the prison cell and like still wanting to stay around and be with her. And it's those like beautiful, heartbreaking last final moments of Last Star, that last scene that, that Claudia just absolutely masterfully captures, I think is echoed in the closing lyrics of Cardigan. And so I thought that was the way to close that out. All right. Last but not least, we have Ray and Kylo, the Raylo playlist. Now it's interesting. This was actually a relatively easy one to put together. I feel like there are a lot of Raylo-themed Taylor Swift songs. I don't know what that maybe says about Taylor, but um, even so, even though I am, as I mentioned in episode fifteen, I'm not particularly a Raylo person. Like I thought, this one kind of came together very organically because there are a bunch of songs that, for me, were very evocative of Ray and Ben's relationship. Starting with the very first song, if we are putting together a playlist about the dyad about the two that are one about these two people who have this bond that spans the galaxy we of course have to put the song invisible string off folklore because what more fitting song is there the invisible string tying you to me as taylor sings so i think that's a that's a song that immediately kind of sets up their dynamic really really well from there we go into a song that again was like one of those that like lyrically and content was i think doesn't really fit at all, but it was one of those songs that I sang and I was like, I just get like major Raylo vibes from it. And that is Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince off of Lover. And it's again, it's another one of these like songs where she's painting a particular scenario and it's about, and she's using the backdrop of high school to talk about these two teenage lovers who get together. It's you and me. There's nothing like this, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. 
So I thought that was a really good song to put in there. I don't know what about it makes me think of Ray and Ben, but I think it really, really works. From there we go into, this is a song that like, I think screams Ben Solo. I think totally fits with him and his story in the sequel trilogy. And that is the song Innocent off Speak Now. Like it is a song that I sort of in my head sort of imagine Ray singing to Ben because it's basically all about her saying to this particular person, like, you're still an innocent because she says like, it's okay, life is a tough crowd, 32 and still growing up now. Who you are is not what you did. You're still an innocent. Like, that's something I can imagine, like, Ray saying to Ben, which is like, you can still come back to the light. Like, you're still an innocent. There's still good in you. Like, what she basically does in The Last Jedi when she tries to convince him to come back to the light and be with her. I think it really works there. Then we get the song Untouchable, which... Again, I think, like, if you think about that scene in The Last Jedi in the, in the throne room when, like, Kylo holds out his hand and, like, Rey wants to take the hand as she says in The Last Jedi, like, I want, I did want to take your hand, Ben's hand. So that metaphor of untouchable, like, it's, it's someone that she wants to reach out to. She wants to take the hand, but he is untouchable. I think, again, kind of fits with what you see in the sequel trilogy. As does the song Call It What You Want from Reputation. And... This sort of gets back to something that I talk about in the main episode in episode 15 about how, at least in The Last Jedi, Rey and Kylo have this bond that is intimate but a little bit ethereal and doesn't kind of like totally fit either a friend category or a romance category or anything else like that. And so this song is also about that, which is basically like, call it what you want, like whatever this, we have a bond, whatever label you want to put on it, put whatever label you want on it. From there, we go into... Wildest Dreams off 1989. Again, this is another song that content-wise reminds me of nothing particularly in Star Wars, but again, just like a Miss Americana and a Heartbreak Prince, just gave me those Raylo vibes where she's singing like, say you'll remember me standing in a nice dress, staring at the sunset, babe, red lips and rosy cheeks, say you'll, say you'll see me up then, even if it's just in your wildest dreams. It has this kind of big, bombastic kind of fairy tale quality to it. And it's like something about it. I was just thinking about Ray and Ben. It's like just evoked those images and those characters in my mind. I was like, Wildest Dreams, it's a Raylo song. And I don't know why, but it, I think it works. Then we go into Willow, which is the opening track off of Evermore. And this is actually, I did this in a couple of places where I was kind of inspired by Raylos on the internet, like you'd see them on Twitter, like you would see folks kind of gravitating towards particular songs from her discography that sort of evoked particular emotions or moments in the sequel trilogy. And so I was very much kind of informed by that when I was putting together these playlists, even though I'm not a Raylo myself. I was like, I should kind of honor and respect like where they're coming from and what and the connections that they're making kind of include them into this playlist. And one of them, when Evermore dropped, was the song Willow, and I think in part because there's the lyric where she says, take my hand, wreck my plans, that's my man. And so that again, the moment of like, take my hand from both The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. So I think Willow really works there in this playlist. The song after that is also one of these, like one of the Raylo picks, and that is My Tears Ricochet off of Folklore. This is a song again that I sort of, in my head when I'm thinking about where it's placed, I think about like the aftermath of The Last Jedi, where like Ray has kind of tried to reach out to Ben, try to get him to turn back to the light. He refused, and now she's going to, now she's kind of not totally moving on, but she is kind of accepting that he is at least for the time being Kylo Ren, even though she's not like 100% given up on him. So I think that's a great song to work. And it's another track five song, My Tears Ricochet. Then we go into, at this part, we're starting to kind of like wrapping it up and we're getting into like the events of the rise of Skywalker and ultimately Ben's turn to the light. I thought of the song Tied Together with a Smile, which is off of Taylor Swift, off the debut album. This is a great song because again, I just think about that moment where Ben revives Ray and he comes back and the two of them just kind of look at each other and they smile at one another just before they kiss. So I think that notion of like tied together with a smile, like the fact that like Ben is smiling for the first time and she's seeing that he has in fact come back to the light and he has been solo again, I thought really worked there. And then for Ben's passing and its aftermath, I went with Death by a Thousand Cuts off of Lover, which is... It's a great song about like the aftermath of a romance that has fallen apart 
And so it's Taylor saying, like, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's like these these hundreds of little small wounds that are inflicted day after day and that you kind of have to live with and sort of fester there. And I sort of imagine that as a kind of mourning song for Ray and, like, she got to see Ben. She saw him turn back to the light. He was the person that she thought he was, and then he immediately passes away. So I thought it was a good kind of mourning, grieving song in that regard. And from there we go into – this is another Raylo pick that I threw in here, and that is the song Exile off of Folklore, which is her duet with Bon Iver. I Again – like after folklore came out, like I saw a lot of people like on Twitter kind of gravitating toward this song and seeing it as a sort of metaphor for Ben and Ray's relationship. And so I wanted to put it in there. It's really sort of a song about these two people who've had a romance fall apart and now both of them sort of feel like exiles. They sort of feel alone. Now I'm in exile seeing you out. I've seen this film before, but I didn't like the ending. A lot of people like particularly among Raylo sort of analogize that to the end of The Rise of Skywalker. So I thought I'd put that there. And then for the last two songs, we've got off of Red, there is Come Back, Be Here. Again, this is, I'm sort of imagining like Ray wanting Ben to come back. She sings like, this is when the feeling sinks in. I don't want to miss you like this. Come back, be here. So like, this is, I'm imagining like Ray kind of pining after Ben and wishing he would return and be back here. And then as we know, The Rise of Skywalker ends with Ray on Tatooine looking at the twin sons. So if that is the closing shot of Ray's story, at least for this point, then it is befitting that the closing of the Ray Kylo slash Ben playlist be none other than Daylight, which is the closing song off of Lover, where she sings like, I once believed love would be burning red. It's golden like daylight. So I think it's a great kind of sending off song. It's Ray looking at the twin sons. She's saying love as daylight. And so that wraps it up there. All right, that's it. That's basically my quick sweep survey through these playlists. Honestly, if anyone is still listening at this point, thank you for doing so. Like this is, I'm going to like edit this a little bit. I don't want to like spend a super amount of time editing. But even as I was recording, like it's probably a little bit like rambly at points because again, I'm just going like off the top of my head. I don't have any notes. Maybe if I put notes together, it'd be a little bit more coherent, but I hope you enjoyed this if you've gotten to this point. I hope you got something out of it. Um, Make sure you come back. (laughs) Please come back for episode 16 that I'm doing with Meg Dowell, where where we will be talking about Trials of the Darksaber and other assorted Star Wars-related things. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. Rate and review it if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at a larger view pod. Follow me on Twitter at dmondum. And until next time, look for the Force, and you will always find me. 